The real question is, is anyone ever ready for the clap? <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of The Clever Kids. This is a weekly podcast with three brothers. Take a look at a topic from popular culture that you may or may not care about. My name is Tyler. I am your host and I am joined as always by my co-hosts and brothers, Brian. Hey, how's it going, everybody? I'm doing well. Uh, and Jeff he- is here as, as also. As, as well also <laughs> what is up my brothers uh i'm good my brother's right. from the same mothers <laughs> yep, that, that is true we do have the same mother i don't know if anyone's uh, ever come up with that before uh yeah i don't think so I, probably because typically when you say brothers it doesn't need the clarifier that we have the same mom um but you know sometimes it does so that being said, this week we're going to talk about a brother who's from a different mother who's also not our brother, uh, Tom Cruise. Um, we're going to be taking a look at the man's filmography because Brian brought him up last week, and uh, that was the first topic I could think of for this week. So that's what we're that's what we're going to do. Um, let's all first just go around and say our uh, favorite Tom Cruise movie off the top of our head. Let's start maybe, that maybe way. just a general impression of the guy too. <clears throat> Yeah. Jeff. Uh I guess my favorite Tom Cruise movie, I wouldn't say that it's his best acting performance, but the the favorite movie that includes that that involves Tom Cruise is probably Edge of Tomorrow. Um I think that one's just a super fun, lighthearted action um and I don't know, I just really enjoy the the premise and uh perfectly interweaves humor and action. Um I, I like Tom Cruise as an actor. I, I was I was saying just before we started recording that it's it's ironic that like t- thirty of his thirty five films or forty of his fifty films are all him as a soldier or a spy. Uh, the guy definitely is typecasted, and he seems comfortable with the role that he has. Um, I would have liked to see him do a little bit more variety in his acting, but uh, yeah, overall I, I enjoy seeing him on screen. Yeah, yeah, uh, Brian, what about you? I, I, I'm going to digest the whole typecasted thing there. Um, try not to take that as a personal affront on my boy here. Uh, I am a big fan of on-screen Tom Cruise, less of a fan of off-screen Tom Cruise, but um, it's on-screen Tom Cruise I think we're focusing on unless we want to dive into his personal life. Um, I mean, it's pretty hard with, like, for Tom Cruise specifically, it's sort of hard to remove, what to, like, talk about him and then just, like, not talk about we could, talk, we could touch on it for sure. It's an interesting sure. um, um, tangent. Sure. But um, favorite acting roles got to be Les Grossman, Tropic Thunder. Uh, and I might not be joking there because it is hysterical the whole time. I mean, every, I was, every word that guy says is so funny. I was going to back you up, dude. That was what I was going to say. It was yeah. Tropic Thunder. <laughs> it was a joke at first, but the more I'm talking about it, like, dude, he's it is freaking hilarious. Yep. It's very funny. What's the funniest part grip. about it? punch that guy in the face (laughs) Um, sorry (laughs) what's funny is the first time i saw that movie it literally took me to the halfway through the movie to be like okay that is definitely tom cruise because when he first shows up you're like is that tom cruise is hysterical in that but anyway um in all seriousness um i love the mission impossible movies i i liked edge of tomorrow too it's another great choice i even liked oblivion a lot um, but the Mission Impossible movies, like I, I mentioned it last week, but I, I get super excited every time a new one's coming out uh, just to see where they take it. I like it mainly because uh, not only are they just great movies and I think he's a great actor, but 
when they go bigger and better with their stunts, they don't send the Fast and the Furious drivers to the moon. He just does something crazy that he actually does, and it's just another cool stunt. It doesn't necessarily have to be bigger and better. It's just another crazy stunt that is just super fun to watch, and we could talk about a few of those as well because it is a uh, kind of a signature move of his um, acting career. But, uh, Tyler, go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, when I was trying to think of what my favorite performance was, uh, my first thought immediately was uh, Tropic Thunder because I just – that movie is – I just think that movie is so good in general. But, like, like I said, that first time I watched it, like, the prosthetics aren't even that good now that I look back. But I was just like, is that Tom Cruise? Like, is it or is – like – and I just he, it was such a not a character that you would expect yeah. him to play. It was so different. From it wasn't because he was he's ever done. Yeah, it wasn't because he was unrecognizable. It's more like it was such an out of character thing for him. Well, he also was sort of unrecognizable. You know what I mean? But it was like it wasn't just that he was unrecognizable. It just also wasn't a Tom Cruise performance. So it was really easy to be like, right? Why would the, is the, that him? Because he's not acting like Tom Cruise, right? Why now. would like, the the it? the highest paid actor in this film settle for a thirty second role? Like, why? It's just strange. And yeah. why would he have the most insane persona ever? <laughs> oh man, and so funny, so funny. Um, yeah, man, I, I really love that movie, and I really do like Tom Cruise in it. Um, but as I was looking at his IMDb to make sure there wasn't something I was forgetting, I was like, man, this actually is kind of a hard decision. Like, the man is in some really, really, really good movies, um, and we're going to talk about him today. So uh, where do we want to start? Do we want to kind of go in order of his filmography, or do we want to um, do we want to sort of... Um, just kind of jump around. Oh, I was going to say a joke answer and I forgot. I was going to say my man, Stacy Jackson, rock of ages, oh uh, because I tried watching that movie on a plane once and, uh, couldn't even get through. I think I was on the way to Iceland and I couldn't even get through like the first opening musical number. You were, was like, you were too sucks. erect or yeah, I was just fucking hard as a diamond in an ice storm you know what i mean just ready to make animal noises i that's, um, that's one of the ones i haven't seen in his hey I, I remember there being a lot of hype around it when it was coming skip out skip it bad not well. good don't like it um all right so thomas thomas james cruz mapather the third or whatever his actual name is his last name is actually mapather mapather no m-a-p mapather yeah, map other, map other. Yeah, what a weird last name, right? Mapother. Yeah, I get, I get the switch to Cruz now. He actually has a famous brother. If you look up Tom Cruise's brother, you would recognize him, whose name I cannot think of. So, uh, feel free. Um, Something Mapother. Yeah, I don't know. Just Google brother, Tom brother Mapother. Yeah. Oh yeah. From the same mother. He's from Lost. There you go. Um, William Mapather. There you go. Um, so Tom Cruise Mapather. Uh, don't really get uh, why he wouldn't just go with Tom Mapather. It's a pretty cool name. You know that uh, not as cool as Tom Cruise though. Tom Cruise is a fucking sick name. That is a movie star name, really. Like it's just it sounds like a movie star. What Jeff? Uh, slight, slight tangent. I learned that Joaquin Phoenix's name is not Joaquin Phoenix. He like they What's- just. Their the family just changed their name to Phoenix because they thought it was a better, like, Hollywood name. Like they, it is they did, a good name. Like, they just, like, their last name, I don't know what his last name is, but it's not Phoenix. They just call themselves the Phoenixes. Or it was. 
right? Because I think it is technically Phoenix now. I, I don't know. So his real name uh, is Running Griffin. <laughs> what? Instead of Walking Phoenix. Oh. He's a Running nope. Griffin. Got it. Nope, right. I didn't need Come you to explain on. that. I totally got it, but without Come you explaining it. Oh, that's it, right. Oh, that's right. That's right. I do remember. His last name is Bottom. What? Joaquin Bottom? His name is Joaquin Raphael Bottom. And his brother's name was... His name was River Bottom. River Bottom? By the way, his whole family line, this is a whole tangent, but his whole family line, the the, the Phoenix families, like their name's insane. They're like a bunch of hippies. They're, he's got oh, uh, yeah. siblings known as Rain, Summer... Uh, he's got like Rain four kids. Bottom, yeah, summer right? bottom. <laughs> it's Bodum, sir. Yeah. Uh, Children of Bodum. So they call themselves the Phoenixes for, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Well, I'm going to change my last name to fucking Tushy. Raging Thunder. <laughs> what? T- Tyler Tushy? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, thought we were going with the butt theme there. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> back on uh, topic. No, stop talking. Bye. Um, who Mute. is Tom Cruise? Um, He's a crazy dude who is ready to push the limits of acting or like what you see on screen at all times. I mean, is that fair to say? Yep. Like he's always looking. He almost seems like someone who's like looking to push the envelope or push the boundaries of like what has been done. And I think also he's someone who's like addicted to adrenaline and danger because why else would you strap yourself to a fucking like 747 while it takes off? Or I think in the new one, the the stunt is that he's like on the wings of a biplane he's like doing a skywalk um which is you know super crazy um why does he do what he does i don't know um let's see when did he get into into cinemas um he started with some movies i've never seen but his first breakout hit is in the outsiders which is uh based on a book it's about gangs of teens fighting each other this movie is insane the cast has like matt dillon charlie sheen um i don't pretty much any actor from the 80s just like you name it they were in it ralph macchio's in it (laughs) yeah um it's a very strange movie i think i'm thinking of the right movie let's see um that being said it's directed by francis ford coppola yeah ralph macchio diane lane's in it emilio estevez patrick swayze yeah just an incredible cast um he breaks that's how he first gets in and you know what he did in that movie because he didn't think his character had an edgy enough look he broke one of his teeth in half so that like one of his teeth is like broken for some he just was like no that's that's my character straight <laughs> they didn't ask him to do that like he, he actually physically broke a tooth i think he went to a dentist and had them break it and then with the paycheck he went and had it fixed that's crazy that's hit like that's an early step in his commitment to his role you know what i mean that's i mean that's what jim carrey did i think for oh no jim carrey actually had a broken tooth with a patch on it and then he had that that removed from dub and dumber but tom cruise actually had his tooth surgically broken from what i understand for his role in that movie wow um and then had it replaced uh after the movie um after uh outsiders he has his his real big hit, which is the first moment that makes him a movie star, Risky Business, which is a movie about a, like a young, rich kid who wants more money, I guess. What? And no. when his parents are out of town, he turns his house into a brothel and a bunch of like basically for all the high school students to fuck. 
prostitutes, I guess. He, he wants – no, so he wants to get laid and one of his friends tells him about this, this call service. So he calls up a hooker and ends up uh, owing the, the pimp. The, the pimp is like blackmailing him and so he That's has right. to uh, – so he starts pimping out all of the other call girls – uh, in the business, I think he starts doing that first, where he starts like she starts bringing her other call girls, and he starts pimping them out to his friends, and then the uh, the um, actual pimp finds out about it, and uh, mm. blackmails him for all the money that he's earned. And you know uh, what it sounds like? It sounds exactly like the girl next door. It sounds like the girl next door copied it. Um, but the, the girl next yeah. door didn't have Tom Cruise in his underwear singing uh, that that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah was it uh old time rock and roll is yeah. that right yep um yeah and then uh no it has uh emil hirsch um and eliza elisha cuthbert or whatever mm-hmm. um anyway alicia cuthbert anyway risky business is the movie that kind of puts tom cruise on the map it makes him like he's a hot young star at that point he's timothy chalamet after call me by your name He's Leonardo DiCaprio after Titanic. You know what I mean? Like he's the young hot guy in Hollywood. Um, After that, he does a couple more movies. He does Legend, which is like a really, 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 really weird fantasy movie. Have either of you guys ever seen it? I actually feel like. Don't kill unicorns. Yeah. For some reason, I feel like Brian would like that movie. It's Um, funny because I haven't seen it, but I have like scrolled past it and thought when I get a chance on my own and I think of it, I'm just going to put this on and just see what it's about. Because he looks like he's just some fantasy hero. Yeah. He's like he's like Tarzan meets Peter Pan and he's got Tom Cruise with long hair and fights the actual devil. (laughs) It's very weird. Uh, (laughs) I think it's Tim Curry is the devil in that. And he's wearing insane prosthetics i think that's a tony scott movie or a ridley scott movie it's one of the scott brothers i'm pretty sure um someone tell me um but right after legend is when top gun comes out can you believe he's five movies in to his career and And he drops top gun and he drops top gun which that when i saw that i was like oh yeah that might actually be pretty high on my list i don't know what it is about top gun maybe it's the latent homoeroticism i'm not sure but man when I was a kid, I was obsessed with that movie. I used to just watch it all the time, and I don't know why. It's not even – I don't know. I think I just like the planes, I guess. I don't really know what it is about that movie. No, you know what it is? It's Tom Cruise. It, yeah, it might be. It's Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer shirtless playing volleyball and like snapping their teeth at each other in the locker rooms. And, and we should be expecting a, another one at some point here. When does that one drop? It's supposed to come out in like the next couple of weeks, but yeah. because of Omicron and theaters shutting down, I think it might get pushed again. <laughs> Miles Teller playing Goose's son, and I think his name is like Pigeon or something. <laughs> Goose, his name is Egg. Goose Egg. <laughs> it is seriously like another bird. Pigeon. Um, <laughs> i just want that so bad <laughs> please make that happen uh, um, immediately it's after rooster it's rooster Rooster. there you go rooster. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um immediately after top gun he comes out with a movie with phil uh phil newman i think his name is uh who um is from butch casting and sundance kid he's you know very great actor um called the paul, color of paul money newman. paul newman that's it sorry what did i say phil 
Phil Newman. I think Phil Newman is a politician from the 90s. Um, anyway, uh, Paul, Paul Newman, Color of Money. It's uh, it's about pool hustlers, pool sharks. Um, very good movie. If you guys haven't seen it, Tom Cruise is the young up and coming, you know, scam artist. Paul Newman takes him under his wing, teaches him how to play pool or like how to hustle people for money um, as a pool shark. And then like they have to have like a battle where they like play pool against each other to hustle each other at the end and like tom cruise wins and walks away you know victorious or whatever i don't think that's how it happens but something along those lines it's been a long time since i've seen these movies guys um immediately after that he does cocktail where he's a bartender not that good and then rain man i think one of the only movies that tom cruise got nominated for an act uh, best uh, an oscar for is rain man he, did you guys know Tom Cruise has never won an Academy Award? Does that surprise you? No. No, not really. It kind of feels the same thing to me, like um, them keeping guys with like less than sterling off-field, you know, uh, reputations out of like Hall of Fames. It happens a Who lot else? in sports. Oh, in sports. Sorry. In sp- sorry, I'm talking about in sports. Yeah, like you'll see a lot of like the really like prima donna wide receivers that just don't get Hall of Fame votes because people are like, eh, but they were an asshole. You know, like Terrell Owens was a very clear, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer option with his statistics, but he was a total dick. I mean, as was a, he as a person, big, and, big and it took problem. him was he it took him all like these... two or three times to get in, and he was pissed enough to skip his Hall of Fame ceremony, which was, never has never been done before. Was but, he uh, having all of these personality problems even back then? No, I mean, really, we're talking no, the late eighties. No, well, he would have started in Scientology around this time. Um, Right. That's fair. I mean, it, 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 Jeff, the, also, the public but, doesn't find out about this stuff until a while later. I mean, like, yeah, it's Weinstein. The of the internet yeah, that, Weinstein, that causes... probably a pretty cor- uh, unfortunate correlation here, but Weinstein, it's not like we were finding out this stuff, but you find out that people in Hollywood knew his reputation for decades, you mm-hmm. know? So I'm right. wondering if people were just more aware of Tom Cruise than the public was, you know? Well, at this point, Tom Cruise is like married to Nicole Kidman. You know what I mean? Like, and they're like America's darlings. I don't, I don't know if they're married yet, but you know, I thought she like, came out and said that there was a bunch of shit wrong with him and in, in the relationship and blah, blah, blah. So I just wonder if people in the well, community, they had were a really, aware. really, really rocky relationship all the way up until uh, eyes wide shut. And then apparently eyes wide shut was just like this nightmare filming experience. And then they got divorced after um, that they made that movie together. But man, he really has, some hits here top yep. gun color of money rain man born on the fourth of july which is a vietnam movie days of days thunder, of thunder yeah. which is a great 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 nascar movie i and i don't i don't think that there's i could i would ever say that about another movie besides talladega nights about a ricky bobby that's the only other nascar movie i would say i've ever seen but days of thunder is really good but then a, a few good men two years after that I mean, A Few Good Months, another movie that he's nominated for. That's the um, one with the, uh, you can't handle the truth, that one. Correct. Right? And That's it's probably, movie. I think that movie genuinely is like probably his best performance as an actor. I think that he is genuinely impressive in that movie. Yeah. He's really, really good as like a young lawyer who's eager to prove himself. Like really, I think that was a very impressive performance. Um, obviously, Jack Nicholson steals the, soul, the show in like the, five minute scene that he's in um but tom cruise is really great in that movie what a great like what is that a, it's a five-year period 
He just hit after hit after hit. And then he keeps it going into the 90s, too. He really does. I mean, The Firm isn't a very good movie, but then he hits Interview with the Vampire, which we just talked about. Not that good of a movie, but... um, Iconic. Yeah, Antonio Banderas, Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, three like hottest young actors all in a movie together. Absolutely iconic. And then, boom, Mission Impossible 1. Ethan Hunt debuts on screen. Brian De Palma directed one of the coolest action movies kind of reinvented the action genre at that time. I mean, just absolutely amazing movie. And in the same year you get Jerry Maguire. Right. A a rom-com where he plays a high powered sports agent. I mean, one of the most, I mean, just, he's just dropping bombs left and right at this point. Seriously. Absolutely incredible. This before we go any further, because there's, quite a bit more on this we're not even like really halfway well there's five years of bad movies coming up so sure but i mean this is why i just want to reaffirm this is this is why he in my opinion is just one of the like true true superstars oh yeah like he just like there's something about him when he's on screen he really just captures your attention like his mannerisms like his smoothness like his ability to deliver action and comedy like in the same scene sometimes like like it's it's really um it's riveting like he's he just really pops on screen like few people do i mean didn't i mean correct me if i'm wrong but i remember reading something about uh uh christian bale when he was preparing for it he got the motivation to play um the american psycho after he claims watching an interview with tom cruise where he became (laughs) convinced (laughs) where he came convinced that Tom Cruise was a sociopath because he's so riveting on screen, but he doesn't know how to conduct himself like a normal human when he's in an interview where he's like, he did. He remember what he like watched him. He's a very normal human in general. He's a very strange man. (laughs) He he claims how he based his performance on American psycho from Tom Cruise during this interview, because he's like, did I like watch this interview like five times and like, could not, I would couldn't see the, the humanity behind his eyes. That is so funny. No, the man has dead eyes. He's, he, he's crazy he's also just seems really intense but i don't know if you guys have you guys don't really listen to as many podcasts as i do but um nerdist is an old podcast chris hardwick um used to just interview celebrities he's like one of the first like people to like really like do that with podcasts right um and he did an interview with tom cruise after i think ghost protocol came out and tom cruise genuinely is super intense but seems like I would love to just sit down and just let him talk. You know what I mean? Let him tell stories and like just like even though I don't agree with like his weird Scientology shit, I would be, I would be down to just listen to him talk about it. He seems like such a psychopath and like not psychopath. He just seems he's not all there, I don't think. I think that he genuinely is like a little bit crazy and he just seems like really interesting really engaging but yeah sort of dead behind the eyes and maybe not human i don't know he might be a werewolf i'm still not sure um did you guys have anything to say about jerry Maguire um or for mission impossible one because those are some those both of those movies are very iconic in the in the two separate genres genres that they're in so yeah. do either of you guys have something to say about them um i was just gonna say jerry Maguire as a sports movie is I mean, shit, it holds up. I think it's entertaining. It's, you know, there's as definitely... a sports movie, not as a romantic comedy but, movie. Sorry. I mean, I like, and I don't necessarily... <laughs> Tyler, you know like, who's speaking, right? 
<laughs> I watch it for the Cuba Gooding Jr. part. <laughs> you see that catch? You see that catch? Um, when he's really injured point of that ball at the was, end was of that quality. film. No, it's a sports movie. He's a sports agent. It's fair to say it's a sports movie. Yeah, it's not. It's I'm not, not talking not about movie. it being like incredible for the on-field plays being ran and how realistic they were. I'm just saying, like as a sports movie with a romantic comedy focus, like it's I, I find it highly entertaining. I think it holds up even today, and it's really interesting to see, like, because a lot of it's focused on uh, his contract. And that's something that is more and more a topic in sports, you know, and something that we're more privy to as time goes on and more information is, you know, made available to people through the internet. Like contracts are, are fascinating parts of the sports world. And that's the, the only movie I can name that really dives into the topic. So looking at the Jerry Maguire uh, Wikipedia page, it says Jerry Maguire is a 1996 American romantic comedy drama sports film. There you go. So, Boom. They really cover all the bases with that yeah. description. Uh, so, yeah, I guess you nailed it. It's been Where's a while since horror? I've seen it. I do not remember thinking about the sports at all, but maybe I need to give it a shot. I've been doing uh, quite a lot of sports movies uh, for the last couple I, weeks. So. I will say this. I mean, I, I like Jerry Maguire. I, I do enjoy the writing behind that film, but Mission Impossible is really something else for its time frame. I mean, when the 90s were, yeah. get, were leaning really hard into, like, fucking techno and, and really over-the-top 90s cinema – Mission Impossible just hit a chord where it carved out its own identity and really, I mean, like that train scene and that first movie is phenomenal. The Not only that, but they also have the heist scene with him dropping and like landing an inch, like some absolutely iconic cinematic moments, um, oh, plus yeah. an absolute banger of a score. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely a great movie. amazing. Great movie. I didn't I even mean, touch on to that. Take- it's great. To take a TV show from the 1960s and turn it into one of the most successful action film franchises of all time is extremely impressive. And also what they did, they had the audacity to take the main character, the guy that um, uh, Angelina Jolie's dad, what's his name? The main bad guy in that movie? Uh, Anyway, the guy that he plays, he plays the main character from the TV show. John so Voight. like the main character it, it's john void thank Voight. you there he is he plays uh the jim main phelps. character what was that jim phelps is his character's yep. name yep exactly so he plays him from the tv show and then in the new movie they make him the bad guy so this movie could be canon from like you could watch all of the tv show and then just watch this movie and it could be the evolution i was of unaware that, that there was a bad. i was unaware that there was yeah. a tv show extremely popular tv show uh for called like mission impossible seasons. yeah and then it got canceled and it basically like they do a lot of the same stuff that the mission impossible movies do it's it's worth watching who's the main I mean, actor it's, it's old who's the main uh protagonist? It was a tv tv guy from the from the 60s no one mm-hmm. that you would recognize really but um, then I they took the, the same bad guy and room. they just gave us a new good good guy no no the same no they took the, the character. good guy they took the good guy the main good guy from the TV show and made him turn on MI6. Yeah. It's like making a new Star Trek movie wow. and having right. Captain Kirk be the bad guy. Yeah, exactly. Make cop like have yeah, exactly. Wow. Have Captain Kirk. That's pretty badass, and for it to land and work Pre- is, is awesome. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, and like you don't have to have watched the TV show to make that the truth. You know what I mean? And yeah, just man, or make it work. I'm sorry, uh, not the truth. <laughs> um, but yeah, what a good movie. Uh, I really love that movie. I even put it up there probably in the top three Mission Impossible movies. Um, all right. Now we have a string of just 
not good movies. None of them are like objectively bad, but they're just. I don't think they're on anybody's list of like best movies. There's uh, one in here, so watch yourself. <laughs> I was gonna say there's one coming. in here that's in Brian's top five. <laughs> you knew it was coming. Watch yourself. I was just talking about uh, so this one at work today. The next movie in 1999, Eyes Wide Shut, uh, Stanley Kubrick's last film. He starred in this with his wife Nicole Kidman. Um, it is about, jeez, uh, it's about a man um and his wife he's like a high-powered doctor and i think she's like a lawyer of some sort she tells him that she has sexual fantasies about people that aren't him and it throws him into a tailspin and he goes in he goes to like some weird sex parties where like new york's (laughs) new york's elite and i don't know dude it's not a good movie it's it's really kind of a slog to get through i don't like it uh if you're a completionist like i am and you've seen every other kubrick movie it's worth watching but otherwise i just I don't know. Very missable in my opinion. Um, then he's in a Paul Thomas Anderson movie called Magnolia, where he plays Frank TJ Mackey, where he is a basically a uh, he's a pickup artist, public speaker. So he teaches other men how to pick up women by using, you know, like tricks and, you know, negging them and shit like that. And then you see that it's because he has daddy issues, basically. It's actually, I think he was nominated for an Academy Award for this performance so like as a, well. It's like a perverted hitch. Sort of. So he's not the main This is one of those movies that's like an ensemble uh, movie that was really big in the 2000s where it like tells like five different stories and they all kind of cross paths with each other. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, like, uh, like uh, what's that Christmas movie that everyone fucking likes it? Or like Valentine's Day where you got all these different yeah, running storylines that, kind of that don't really affect each other, but then you see them run past each other in the street or something. Exactly. Yeah. Magnolia is like that. Um, then comes the movie that has been Brian's top five, uh, Mission Impossible 2, objectively <laughs> just a bad, bad movie. It's Great campy. hair. It's, is it fair to say that's campy? I don't no, have a full brace of that. Like, I don't know. Of that word, I don't but. know what it is. It's Jonathan. It's John Woo coming from hong kong cinema and this is like his first american big budget movie and he makes this and i'm like what are you doing what is this i mean you got what is the um fanny new yeah no um the honest trailers has uh, john woo's three d's and it's like dives doves and dual wielding and it's just like a super cut of like all the yeah. times that they're diving while dual wielding and doves are <laughs> flying around them <laughs> the problem with this movie is that john woo was like oh you can use masks what if everybody's just wearing one <laughs> but that's like a running theme throughout the entire series they, they did stop so using much. them as much like they don't like right. in the most they do recent like one, one they per make movie jokes about like how they're you know they don't like the masks aren't working and they don't want people to wear a mask and then they give someone a mask you know and then uh in the movie before that the mask machine is broken so like halfway through it making the mask it, it like craps out and like, yeah that one it literally out. directly impacts the final fights and tricking the yeah. bad guy at the end it like it's yeah. like the big catalyst for the the climax right um and uh in mission impossible 3 i don't think oh no they do use the mask because yeah, Tom they, Cruise it's in every one seymour hoffman it's in ghost one. protocol 2 where they're like trying to do it inside the burj khalifa and then the machine breaks oh that's the one i was talking about yeah i think uh, that's where they were kind of, of like referencing it and then they don't yeah, use it but they then they use it use they but then they come back to it in the next one and yeah they, and well, they the mask is a part of the it's a, it's part of the tv show is disguises so that's why they use it um 
So anyway, um, yeah, Mission Impossible 2. It's just everybody who who isn't wearing a mask in this movie. Um, it is when we first were introduced to uh, Tandy Newton or Tan Tandy Newton. Tandy, she, Tandy? I think is growing by Tandy. Now. Um, she, now she's got a W in there somewhere. She's she said she changed it to for white people, and then now she's reclaiming her true self or whatever. And it's like that's cool. Tandy or something. Yeah, I I want to touch on this briefly. I, I, because you love it i i recognize that it's super campy i recognize that it's not the greatest actually like put together film i really enjoy it because of how hard they steered into tom cruise's superstardom like oh, yeah. that's that's what they did and that's what i think you're, you're struggling to pinpoint is like they literally were like how can we just totally like like <laughs> throw this guy in your face every second because he is such a superstar. And like, there's just throw, moments that gave him longer throw hair. this into your face as if it's a pair of Oakley's being thrown at a camera that are about to, which explode. is exactly what he does. Yeah. And then it, like, he just has these moments where he's like, it's this super long flowing hair. That's just like perfect. Even in the middle of a battle. And he's oh, just man, like, it's amazing. Hair and like, in that movie. yeah. And it's just like, they just totally just were like, how can we get like shots of this dude zoomed in? So that we just shove Tom Cruise down your throat in like all right. To I'm me, gonna rank there's something this movie. I just enjoy about that movie. It's just it's highly entertaining to me. I'm gonna rank this movie out of thirty, and I'm gonna do um, plot two, acting Chimera. one. What are you talking about? Plot acting, two out of thirty. Acting one, and then hair ten out of ten. So I think we got fourteen out, out of 30, thirty for the or thirteen. Yeah, no, I'm giving you where my where it's getting its numbers from. Uh, ten out of ten for hair, one out of ten for acting, and I two see. out of ten for plot. And we got thirteen out of thirty, and that's bad. That's a bad, bad movie. But man, the hair really doing a lot of the heavy lifting in that movie for me. <laughs> uh the motorcycle stunts are pretty ridiculous. Um I don't know why there's a gun in the sand. I still don't really understand that. Um I do like the part where he shoots his friend and then realizes that it's, or he shoots Tom Cruise and he just realizes it's his friend wearing mask a mask. Mask switch. <laughs> yeah, another mask. When did he have time to do that? I don't really understand, but okay. Um, all right. After Mission Impossible 2 comes Vanilla Sky, um, one of the most bewildering movies I've ever seen, starring uh, Cameron Diaz and then his next, Tom Cruise's next big girlfriend, which is uh, Penelope Cruz. And I think at one point they were married. Then, um, I don't really have a lot to say about Vanilla Sky. Anyone got anything there? I think it's a good story. Um, I, th- I think I should have watched it when I was older. I remember watching it and being like, what the hell's going when on? When you were younger? No, I, I think I should have waited until I was older to watch the oh, movie. Because today, I couldn't tell you what the... Like, from what I understand, he was some rich guy that... Some crazy chick that was getting treated like a slam piece and not a girlfriend. Like, Crashed permanently a scarred world. in a car crash an intentional car crash and then he entered like a simulation so that he didn't have to live in the real world where his face was fucked up is that right i believe so yeah kind of a long time since i've seen it he'd also started a a new relationship with a new girl and so the simulation focuses around this redemption arc where he's able to like fix his face and fall in love but there's a glitch in the simulation where uh that component starts to fail and he starts to live in this time loop and so he has this glitch where essentially the girlfriend swap where Penelope becomes Cameron Diaz and he panics and he murders Cameron Diaz. Um, and the simulation in the simulation. Is, in the simulation. And the simulation's trying to like course correct. And so he's suddenly That's on, why he's talking to Jeff Bridges throughout the whole movie. Uh, it's Kurt Russell. Um, oh, Kurt Russell. Sorry. And uh, so he's sitting there and so he's in prison. 
Uh, and they're like, why did you murder your girlfriend, Sophia? And he's like, it wasn't Sophia. It was my ex-girlfriend who's insane. And they're like, no, she died years ago. And he's like, no, you don't understand. I woke up next to her. And what you revealed at the end of the film is that he's so rich that, and he could not live with the, the facial scarring that he put himself in the simulation. The simulation has failed. But now uh, an agent has entered his simulation and told him uh, that he has the ability to re-enter the world now, that they're, that technology and science has advanced far enough that he can re-enter the world and and or he can choose to live the rest of his life in the simulation and that in order to do it he has to jump off the building and it's like this big which mind. that's when you get the big scene from vanilla sky which is very well shot where he jumps off a building yep. it looks crazy um very weird movie not worth it um immediately after that movie though next year boom tom cruise back at it again minority report steven spielberg um, I think I believe uh, written by J.J. Abrams. Um, absolutely amazing movie based on a uh, Philip K. Dick short story, I believe. Um, really love this movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. You guys have anything to say there? Uh, this movie definitely stick, stuck with me. I mean, there's a couple of different moments from this this film that I'll probably never forget. Uh, yeah. Dude, it holds up. I watched it like last year and was like, fuck, this movie is still like a killer. It's Definitely. so good. The, I mean, the two that I think of all the time are the eyeballs, which are just hard to hard to look past. Um, <laughs> but also there's just these like audio moments from from history of like films that I've seen and, and having Agatha where she looks at, at Tom Cruise and goes, you got to run, John. Run! <laughs> and yeah. just like that, just piercing scream i remember hearing that in the theaters for the first time and just being like absolutely the first movie i ever saw where there were holograms that they were manipulating by waving their hands in the air and also the most realistic because they had to wear gloves to react interact with it and i'm like like in iron man i'm always like how are the holograms moving just by his hands waving like what does he have sensors all over the room i don't understand but with this it's like the sensors are in the gloves okay it makes sense um yeah really 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 good movie um genuinely think it's it's great it is Um, yeah i i don't have a lot to add there i'm just gonna echo your guys sentiments but uh yeah it's great and and it is one where it hit at a time where there wasn't a whole a whole lot else out there like it and so it has stuck as one of in my opinion the originals kind of like almost matrix like where it was just like totally different from anything else you'd seen on screen around that in that time period and it, it to this day like when you see movies like it you associate them back to that because yeah, it was one like of the first really awesome action sci-fi mystery you know with, what i mean like with you're... some big time technology impact like on the and show. just a great big budget action set pieces just it looks amazing i mean it's steven spielberg really went all out on this i mean i'm trying to think of a movie that has come out after this that i really loved by spielberg and i'm i'm kind of hard pressed to find one but man i really really love this movie um yeah, just genuinely so good. It was it was another one that I was like, damn, I forgot about Minority Report, but he's really good in it too. Uh, then he shows up in a cameo as Austin Powers in Goldmember, where <laughs> do you guys remember how he shows up in Goldmember? Yeah, just a quick shot of him, right? It's, it's the beginning of Goldmember, and they're making a movie about Austin Powers. Yeah. Steven Spielberg is directing it, <laughs> and tom cruise is playing austin uh just really stupid uh kevin spacey is playing dr evil (laughs) um 
Then uh, a movie that I know that we, the three of us, like, but I don't know if anyone else on the planet has ever seen because never hear anyone talk about it. But The Last Samurai was on constant rotation in our house when we were growing up. We pu- we watched this movie so much. I don't know. Why did we watch it so much? I love this movie. I, I fight for this I think movie it's good. Time. I think it's really good. But like I just don't understand why we watched it so many times. Like, I could good, probably Tom quote Cruise. this movie. Like If we put it on right now, I bet I could say pretty much every line with the exact line reading. You know what I mean? I still hear moments in my head. <laughs> the perfect blossom. Well. I shouldn't have done that. Shock I'm cut that out. <laughs> yeah, um, man, it is really good. I mean, it is the white savior thing. Obviously, definitely. Well, that's gonna say super offensive nowadays. We know you can't make movies like this anymore. That being said, I I think this movie is really good. I what, really wait, like wait, it. Which movie? Last Samurai. Why can't you make a movie like that? It's the white savior thing. You can't have like white people come into Japan and be like the best at Japanese things you know what i mean <laughs> right why did what 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 did the, the the samurai benefit from having tom cruise lead their armies i just yeah, it, they, well they it's couldn't not, have done it without him <laughs> he doesn't lead them though it's it, i don't know I'm, I'm kind of struggling with that because i feel like it's more like an american embracing another culture and realizing that they're not just some fucking tribal person to wipe out that they're actually sure. got culture that can offer value so and the fact that they had to frame lessons. the story as an american entering a foreign culture instead of just showing americans foreign culture and having them embrace it themselves is right. the problem right it's hmm. the last of the mohicans it's dances with wolves it's it's a lot of movies where like a white man goes tribal it's fucking uh Right. It's uh, Avatar. Right. It's let me let me tell you about the Native Americans and becoming yeah. The let me tell you about the Native Americans by having a from. white man learn about the Native Americans. Like, yeah. oh, this is an American then, doing that thing. Oh, I can see myself in doing that. Sure. In theory, Brian, you're totally right. He's he's someone who find who's like a bit racist, and then he, he learns time with these people yeah. and learns to. He love learns them how amazing their culture is, and he embraces it and wants to be a part of it because it's sure. a better way of living than what we're doing. I totally I, it agree. seems like There's he's honoring wrong him. with him doing that as a person the part comes in that every movie or, or like so many movies are framed as like this white man goes goes native and then fights his people because he has to save the natives or whatever and it's like well the natives don't need you to save them but you know right. whatever well he wasn't even enough it. they all die <laughs> yeah spoiler yeah. alert for that's less true. Time, right <laughs> yeah a movie that came out in 2006 i think um 2003. There you go. Um, immediately after this, Collateral with Jamie Foxx. Don't have a lot to say about this movie except for that Tom Cruise goes against type in this one and plays a villain. Um, and like kind of a weird, scary villain. Um, have you guys seen this one? Yeah. Where he basically like makes – he like holds yeah, Jamie Foxx hostage one, and makes yes. him – yeah. It he's good. He's really good in this movie again. He, he, he delivers emotion like in a very intense way, and it, it was perfect for this where he's literally holding this guy hostage, and they're driving around together. Like Jimmy Fox was killing it too. I thought. Oh this, yeah, what, it's a pretty good intense good. like little kind of niche movie where it's like you oh, just yeah. get two guys that are just really playing off each other, and and it's good. Yeah, super high stakes but super low budget. It's awesome. I actually really like this movie, and it's a bit of a cat and mouse game. And Tom Cruise like. He's like holding this guy hostage, but then acting like they're friends. You know what I mean? Like he's treating him like he's like, oh, come on, bud. Like, it's all good. He's like, you're killing people for money. Yeah, man. Great movie. Um, 
Let's let's speed it up here because there's quite a bit of filmography still left. And I, think I know. Sorry, he's just he's in life. so many good movies, man. It's really hard to speed yeah. through it. Um, here's a bad one: Steven Spielberg, War of the Worlds. Uh, this is one of my favorite books growing up. Uh, this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> Disagree. I enjoyed this movie. Yeah, uh, I, I would put this out there as one of his best acting performances. Oh my god, you guys are ridiculous. We're moving on. <laughs> Mission Impossible Three. Uh, this is a movie that I think gets really overlooked. This is J.J. Abrams' like first big major uh, directing debut. Um, he had done Super Eight before this, but then he does Mission Impossible Three, and holy shit, does he, does this re like everyone thought Mission Impossible was dead in the water after Mission Impossible Two got such bad reviews. Mission Impossible Three really fucking kicked it back around. I think that this is probably my favorite Mission Impossible movie. I really love it. I think it's really tight. Um, there's not a lot of fluff in it. It's just like nonstop action. Philip Seymour Hoffman, incredible role. Does anyone else have any comments on that one? Uh, yeah, definitely up there as one of the better Mission Impossibles. Um, yeah. The, the the self-contained nature of it, you know, the fact that it's like a smaller personal storyline. It's not this, you know, Tom Cruise goes to space, uh, <laughs> right? It's it's a massive, you know, it's it's a really good high stakes storyline that's also keeps it close to home, and I think delivers on everything that I needed to deliver on. The action on it is really incredible, and I also love the ending um, being kind of a juxtaposition of how the villain dies. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and this is the that. one that delivers one of his best, which he has many uh, running scenes where he's just ripping through the. Uh, Dude, oh my god, what an the, incredible what, what? How would you even describe that little like, like way the, of living, like on the docks, like when yeah, they're like in the little huts on the docks? What city but he's like just a, running from yeah, thing to thing, and he's just system. going through. Oh, it's a really cool action shot. Single take crane shot. Yeah. Through as Tom Cruise just sprints through this massive city. Yeah. Oh, so good. It yeah, is a good I shot. That. That's what so I think tense. about the time I think about that movie. It's so tense because you know how much time is left on the on the uh on the thing that's gonna kill his wife, you know, the little like bomb that yeah that kills yeah. the people. Oh my god. Yeah. What an amazing good just, movie. Just so good. Um uh, we already talked about Tropic Thunder. Not much left to say about that. Uh, absolutely amazing movie. Um oh Lions for Lambs came before that. I don't know, some law movie. It looked boring, I never saw it. Valkyrie uh, the plot to kill Hitler by uh, German SS officers. Never saw it. Did never you saw it. it. No idea. I, I never saw it either. Wow. Wow. Okay. Skip Nothing it. to say. Uh, Night and Day. This is one of our mom's favorite movies. We've all seen it several times. Um, pretty good. Pretty funny. It, it's uh, This is one of those ones where he just pops off the screen as, as a yeah. standalone actor. I don't think the movie itself blows anyone's minds, but he is just wildly entertaining. And it's one of the ones It's the best example of his mixture of being able to carry action and comedy simultaneously like super smoothly like and he just, be charming he's super yeah. charming the whole time you're like sense. god i just fucking like this guy and, I, and you, oh, he man. like he just totally feels like he's in control of every scene that he's in so the movie is much more entertaining than it has any right to be i think is the best way to put it yeah and i love the bit where he kidnaps cameron diaz and he says nobody follow me or i'll kill myself and then her yeah. <laughs> very funny ice cream for everybody yeah <laughs> so, like that <laughs> Um, then comes Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible, Mission, gosh, darn it. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. One of the dumbest named movies of all time, but very, very good Mission Impossible movie really turns Mission Impossible into what it is now. Right. Um, really, I, did, I just it's the same things I would say about uh, Mission Impossible 3. 
um, except it's they just go bigger. And it's really when Tom Cruise starts being like, no, I'll just do every insane thing that, <laughs> that anyone wants me to do. I'll climb the Burj Khalifa. Who gives a shit? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have much more to say about this one that's different from um, than three. Do you guys have anything? I, I think it's just another great addition to the franchise. I, I enjoy it. I, I, yeah. it, I don't think it takes away anything away. I think it was just, just another good installment. No, really good. Um, I, I would have said that, yeah, it was just really good. Uh, moving on to Rock of Ages. Um, nothing to say about this. Like I said, couldn't, couldn't even finish, couldn't even get to, his character hadn't even been in, introduced by the time I stopped watching it. So that's Well, maybe that I, was your problem. I, got, I just, no way <laughs> I was going to like it, dude. Um, Jack Reacher, um, based on some Lee Childs uh, novels. Um, I think I watched the first one. It was fine, but I'm actually more excited about the Amazon series that's coming out with uh, Tad. Uh, that's shocking to me because that looks terrible Tad, to me. Tad Castle? Really? I thought it. I don't I, know. I'm gonna, the only I'm reason why I feel like I enjoyed these. Like, I feel like they've tried Jack Reacher so many different times now. I mean, I got to don't even quote me on all the different dudes that have tried it. But then they do it with Wait, uh, no, the dude from The Office. No, that wasn't, that's Jack Ryan. That's Jack Ryan. That's oh. different. Jack Ryan's sick too, actually, and I hear that show is actually pretty good. I just haven't given it a shot. Anyway, um, I, I, it feels like another one like Night and Day, where the reason why I enjoyed it was because Tom Cruise was in it. Like I enjoyed what he delivered. I will push back on that though, because the second Jack Reacher that we get to fucking sucked ass. I hated the second. Yeah, it was. I'll really agree. Bad. That one was worse. I'll the agree. first one was entertaining, and number I, and one I, think... I thought was just all pure Tom Cruise delivering a uh, an entertaining movie. But I, sure. but yeah. I agree that Tom Cruise did kill the first one. But the fact Should've that he could not one. deliver on the second one means that I doesn't mean that Thad Castle can come in and kill the. I, I I'm excited for what what Thad Castle. What is that yeah, guy's name? Maybe I'm just low on it. But everything he, every trailer I've seen is it just looks super corny. So so yeah. I've only watched one trailer. Trailer and yeah, it did look a bit cheesy. But I just I think I just really like him. Yeah I, yeah. What is his name? Um, just Jeff look that up. Uh, Oblivion. Um, I don't have a lot to say about this movie except I just I don't I don't know why I like it. I really like it, but I don't oh, I know why. It. I just like this movie. <laughs> it's really? a weird future sci-fi movie where um, I don't know. It's just sort of like there's a mystery, like what's going on the so whole time. He you know dropped I mean? this one back to back with Edge of Tomorrow, and I thought both were big hits. I I really enjoyed Oblivion and the concept behind it and the, the twist at the end. And uh, dropping Edge of Tomorrow right afterwards, I was like, I'm kind of digging this like approach he's taking to like going after uh, like these future, futuristic roles. Yeah, and it was it was cool to 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 get those back to back. I thought they really complemented each other as films yeah. that had nothing to do with each other. Edge of Tomorrow is awesome. I love that movie so much. I've watched it yeah, it's a, really good. a lot, and I really, really, really very like few it. flaws. It's a very watertight movie. It's good. It's Honestly, no. There's probably like so many flaws. I just have. Ne I just like it so much that I'm not looking for them. You know what I Alan mean? Alan like, Richardson. I just really enjoy it. No, I don't Alan know Richardson, what you mean because right. I said it has no flaws. <laughs> You're right. Sorry. Which movie? I'm kidding. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, I already said this is my favorite movie that he's in. Yeah, that's right. You did. Um, then we wanted went on to Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. Again, really good. I would say not as good as Ghost Protocol, but still really a really good movie. Um, and then, uh, I mean, I don't, do you guys have anything to say about Rogue Nation um, or Tom Cruise's Just performance in it? Honestly, every think, time that they've come out with a new one since, uh, since like, three. I thought I thought Ghost Protocol was a little bit better than number three. I thought um, uh, whatever Rogue number, Nation. whatever number, yeah, is that number five? 
Yeah. I thought that it was just a step up from Ghost Protocol, and I've just felt that way since those movies. Like, it, I feel like they just get a little bit better every time, and yeah. they just – I don't know. It's just slight improvements on each other, and, and for sequels, that doesn't always happen with franchises. So I, I appreciate every time I watch a new one that they're just going to – I can trust it at this point to just take one step further and just be one step more entertaining. Yeah. All right. So we're actually run, coming to the end here uh, of where we're at so far. So we have uh, Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. Just talked about it. Not good. I never even finished it. Then we have uh, The Mummy. Um, I don't know if you guys watched this. Pretty bad. Just a pretty bad movie. I don't you know. You guys were saying that they were trying to do some kind of Marvel thing DC, where they have like a bunch of yeah, origin okay. movies and then a, a team up thing. Yeah, they called happen, it the right? Dark Universe, yep. and they tried it with Dracula Untold was supposed to kick it off, and then that didn't happen. And then they tried it with this, and uh, <laughs> didn't work. Um, but they were they introduced uh, Russell Crowe Crow as Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Um, they were so. gonna have Johnny Depp play the Invisible Man, which obviously didn't happen because they just remade the Invisible Man, and he wasn't in it. Um, then they were going to have Javier Bardem play Frankenstein, which wow. I, st- I feel like I still want to see that movie. I kind of hope that they get a good director to make that. So have they given up on the dark universe? Cause I kind of like this concept. I just feel like the movies didn't hit. Yeah. I, I wish that I hope there's a reason why the movies didn't do, hit. DC doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Dude. It's not DC, man. It's universal. DC's dark. Yeah, universe man. A whole other thing. It's not DC. Um, that's a whole other thing. It's Jeff, Paramount. I like go bitch. into some. No, it's Universal actually. I'm just, um, I'm just trying to pile on. <laughs> it's... Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. I don't know. I I really still think that there is something there if they can like make a deci- like make a decision for it. But I don't know what their ultimate goal is. They Monster also grabbed Squad, a bunch of guys that are in their remake of Monster Squad. So you said Russell Crowe, Tom Cruise. Who else? Oh, uh, the dude Depp. and the dude from uh, Dracula. Yeah, no, that, they were gonna they were gonna Luke do Evans. a new Dracula. They're gonna do a new Dracula because Dracula Untold didn't work for them, so they weren't gonna do it. Yeah, well, I mean, you're just we're just naming a bunch of guys that are in their 40s and 50s. So for them to do this long drawn out thing, like Marvel has a bunch of guys that were in their like I think early the 30s. It was just to set up a universe. It wasn't necessarily to like have like this big franchise where they're right. gonna, they weren't like, trying to like recreate going. the Avengers. They were just yeah. having a connected world. Well, I like the concept. Right. I think that's kind of cool to kind of do that with the horror oh, genre. Yeah. People make fun of it, but man, I, I still I'm like I get I get it. I would be down to watch these, but it seems like there's something there. Good. It definitely feels yeah. like there's something there that it, they just haven't managed to tap into yet. Uh, yeah, just they they just didn't make them good. I don't know why, but they didn't. Uh, I didn't see American Made. Do you guys see it? it like I did. Yeah, um, crime movie. Interesting yeah. take. They definitely uh, um, claim a lot of things about the uh, um, drug war. Government? About yeah. the U.S. government and its involvement in the uh, formation of cartels and drug smuggling and uh, distribution channels. I don't channels. think that those are claims. I think that that's all pretty much proven. We know for a fact that a lot of these things happened. So, I mean, this is based on a true story. Okay. Based on a guy's memoirs. Yep. Yep. You're absolutely right. It's definitely a, a bold take on on what they represent. I mean, it's, it is Hollywood, so they do exaggerate a little bit. But, sure. um uh, still Tom Cruise playing a very fun performance. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Totally. Agree. I, would, I think I Super still will see it. I just never, I, it's it very, it's very entertaining. It's just Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise and in, in, in a zany, crazy story. It almost feels like a catch me while you can or catch, catch me, me if you can. can. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, an idiot. Um, Which it feels is like Jeff. If it, I'm not, oh, go ahead. I said, it, was, it, was, Leo's. it just feels just like that. I mean, it's sorry. What were you saying, Jeff? 
was, I, I listed Catch Me If You Can as Leo's most rewatchable film. Yeah, and it's it's same concept. I mean, it's just some guy telling this crazy fucking story that actually happened, and then you know you just get an uh, A class talent, you know, top tier actor from Hollywood to just I will say on the role, and it feels American like it's the same made quality. would have been improved if they had a um, uh, what's the other Tom, Tom? Hanks figure? Tom Hanks Tom Hanks figure pursuing Chasing him. him. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah, that redhead CIA sure. guy doesn't really do a whole lot. He's just right. kind of like, I don't know, enables a little bit. All right. And then yeah. Tom Cruise's most recent movie was Mission Impossible Fallout. Man, 2018 was the last time we all saw Tom Cruise on, on the big screen. That that seems – it's weird, right? I'm so Like you look at this Yeah, but list, it looks like he's, he's about been to have doing... a big 2022. Well, yeah, but you say? look at 20, this list. 2022? This is a hard year to say. This could Brad's, be annoying all Brad's year Brad's living in the future. 2022. I mean, guys, you look at this list and he hasn't made, like he hasn't missed a year really. Like he barely has missed a year since the eighties. Like almost every single year. Like this man does not stop working. He is just on set all day, every day. You have a couple where it's two years, but this is like four years since we've seen Tom Cruise. That's crazy. But yeah, man, Mission Impossible Fallout. Like, okay, now that we've said all of the Mission Impossibles, let's quickly rank our Mission Impossibles and and move on. Uh, I will go first. I got. I'm not. I don't know if I can rank the top three, but I'll just say my top three are Fallout, um, Mission Impossible Three, and and Mission Impossible the first one, and then Ghost Protocol, and then uh, Mission Impossible Two. Uh, is definitely last. Honestly, I don't even want to include it in the list of tough top five. <laughs> even though there's only five. Um, yeah, Brian, what do you got? Uh, reverse order of their chronological order, except number two is number one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just, I, I would say just in reverse order. I think they've just gotten a little bit better every time. I mean, mine's pretty similar to Tyler's. I'd put Mission Impossible 1 at the top. I'd put Mission Impossible Fallout number 2 because Henry Cavill's fight scene is uh Yeah, dude, inspiring. he's awesome in that. He's a really <laughs> he cool character. cocks his arms. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, it, like, I really dig the mustache look, too. He killed yeah. that shit. Oh, man, so. he, bro, the 5 o'clock shadow with yeah, the mustache. that's a killer that, look. It, dude, it changed the game for men everywhere. Like, yeah. You just started seeing people wearing that look everywhere yeah. after that movie it's came a good out. Look. Yeah, and yeah, he's he a really good. good counterpart to Tom Cruise in that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Ah, oh, man, I wish they hadn't killed him off. To be honest, it would have been cool to see him come back. If I'm like, I think it would have been completely really cool agree. to see him come back. You know what? Uh, As a surprise, the guy who died was actually wearing a mask. Yeah. <laughs> that would have that would like immediately undercut that final fight scene on the cliff. You know what I mean? Because then it would just be fighting some random dude. <laughs> <laughs> As he's dying, he just lifts up the mask, and it's someone else. It's like, <laughs> um. Um, so yeah, um, we didn't really get into a lot of his personal life, Brian. You were right; we were able to avoid it. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't realize that I was going to have so many movies to talk about. I mean, I've just I, again, like, I don't, I can't sanction his buffoonery off screen, but I can say that, man, I really do love a Tom Cruise movie for some reason, dude. Like, he, I can't explain it, man. I just, I really like watching Tom Cruise movies. Yeah. He, he I, I, most movies, even if they're not meant to be good, like they, and they have no business being as good as they are. If Tom Cruise is in it, I'm going to put my money on that. I enjoy it for sure. I'm going to be honest. I wrote down night and day 
over here on my notepad. It's the only note I took through this whole podcast because I'm gonna make I'm gonna make my wife watch it today. Yeah, it's super interesting. <laughs> I'm go watch it because I'm like, oh yeah, Kelly would love that movie. The it's action like, is super really believable, good. like and it's yeah. hilarious how like lighthearted he is, even though they're like it's in a fun imminent danger adventure romantic comedy sort of like romancing the stone or something like yeah. that you know it's like a modern version of that june open the door stop saying yeah. my name yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're freaking me out yeah it's really really good movie um, um all right let's move on uh to what we've been reading watching listening to um brian what have you been up to um i do it i am still just cranking through brandon sanderson i apologize for that being my only <laughs> update ever oh, no 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 you don't have a, anything to apologize for it is a that's very a, dominating storyline with thousands of pages put it this way i it, like with my time that i spend in office listening to the podcast i have listened to, listened to book two all the way through twice and then the second half a third time and i'm only 30 percent through the reading of that book and I'm, I'm trying to stall on getting number three audio wise until i catch up a little bit on the reading but I'm like I'm I'm having a hard time even just devoting the time with how big it is. I mean, and to put it this way, is I'm only thirty percent through, that but that's like four hundred pages. Like it's not like I'm not reading. It just is takes a long time. Is there a reason time. that you're listening to it and reading it? Is it are you picking up on things while you're reading it that you didn't get yeah. while listening to it three times? Yeah. So it's just I just have more time to listen to the podcast, and so it's right. you know it's, it's nice. Audio book, audiobook, and, by the way, or the audio book. I'm sorry. Um, it comes off like a podcast, but um, it I the audiobooks are a gift from Jeff and they're very high quality in the way they're made. There's sound effects and there's like voice infliction and like, you know, different character actors. So like shout out to graphic audio. Yeah. It's really well made in a highly entertaining way to consume it. Although while I'm doing it, I'm focusing on my work and therefore there's stuff, little details that I miss. So I get the general picture of what's happening in each scene, but I don't really catch the little things like the way he says something or, or, you know, some little note that they made that's going to be important later and kind of ties into fan theories and things like that. And so when I'm reading the book and I go through those same chapters, I already know what's going to happen, but it's not ruined for me because I'm getting so much more detail as I go through. I've actually kind of been enjoying consuming it that way because I feel like I'm getting more on my initial read through because I already know what to expect. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so it's kind of, I've never done that before, but I'm enjoying you. it for sure. What'd you say? that spoiling it has been good for you yeah yeah just because i'm I, you know it's not something that I, I wasn't signing up for like i go into it knowing it's going to get spoiled and therefore it doesn't really sure. ruin it for me the same way um and it's not really getting spoiled it's just how i'm consuming the book the first time i'm basically reading it twice in a row at the same time which is kind of uh i don't know a weird way to put it but hopefully you get what i'm saying yeah i get it but, um Jeff, but, what about yeah. oh sorry you sorry, got no, anything that's, else Brian? no that's it i was just going to keep dithering and filling in the silence <laughs> dithering uh jeff good good use um i have been also reading brandon sanderson there's one last book in brandon sanderson's cosmere that i have yet to read so i bought it uh it's called elantris and i am about a third of the way through it's only like 600 pages and i'm like 250 pages in um what did you write that on a weekend or what <laughs> it's actually this is one of his he wrote this before stormlight um so he wrote mistborn he wrote elantris and then he wrote stormlight and then Mist, Mist, uh, warbreaker and um, more Mistborn. Um, yeah. So, uh, anyway, yeah. Um, good book. Um, definitely enjoying it. And when I find time to watch TV, I did watch all of Jojo's bizarre adventures, part four, Netflix recently added parts four, five, and six to, um, their Jojo collection. So I finished part four. I just started part five. 
Um, if you liked parts one, two, and three, then you know you have my recommendation to continue watching parts four, five, and six. It's just as ridiculous and just as fun. Um, yeah, as well as I think I mentioned last time, I, I finished Cobra Kai season four. Um, I don't know if Brian's... Is it good? It's... Uh, I, mean, I summarized it last time I as... I haven't seen as, it yet, so don't blow it. I, I summarized it last time as, as local karate terrorizes a small town and it's still as accurate and it's, and it's delivering it um, is delivering it, it's cool. it's funny how much the show like believes that we're all diehard karate kid fans because so much of what they tie into is just like reshots of old footage from the first like from like the fourth film or something and i'm just like who the fuck cares we're here to watch guy? we're here to watch the new storyline like stop shoving old footage in our face um, um that's funny anyway um yeah so I, I definitely uh, yeah recommend that. I mean, it's it's up there. It's one of the top shows on Netflix right now. So I'm sure you've already gotten the recommendation. But um, yeah, and I have, I have one more thing I want to say. But after Tyler's recommendation, there's there's a segment here. I've got some feedback. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Well, yeah. The only thing I've really been watching, I've been working sixty hour weeks for the last two weeks, so I've not been watching anything. Um, and but i have at night before bed my wife and i have been watching the last man on earth which is a will forte um tv show from a few years back where the premise is everybody on earth died from a virus that took that's at the time that this show came out like what it was in the far future of 2019 a virus hit and killed everyone on earth and in 2021 he's the last man on earth so it took two years for this virus to run through and kill everybody and then he thinks he's the last man on earth and then people start showing up and it's his interactions with these last few people uh on the planet it is absolutely hilarious i watched it um the first two seasons as they were coming out and then fell off and they're all on uh i think hulu right now and so we've been putting that on uh every night before bed and it is so funny. Um, I basically was inspired to watch it because uh, MacGruber came out. Uh, they made a, a TV show out of MacGruber on Peacock. Um, and I watched all of it in one day because I think Will Forte is very funny and that character of MacGruber is hilarious. Um, so I highly recommend both of those two um, for those who haven't seen it. And that's everything. And then, uh, Jeff, let's, I'm going to let you take it out. Yeah. Yeah. So continuing my trend as being the best brother, um, I have definitely got a lot of different people into this podcast and a couple of them are at my work and they decided after listening to our 2021 wrap up episode that they had some thoughts. Uh, so one of my, one of my coworkers, uh, none none of them, they're not direct, like (laughs) criticisms of what we've said. No. Uh, so one of my coworkers decided to uh, chime in about Shadow and Bones, said that there's too many pretty people and it had too much of a soap opera vibe. And that's why they couldn't. Uh, they tried to give it a chance, but they just couldn't get into it. And um, what is this person's name so I can cuss them out by <laughs> personally? This is my just mechanic. Kidding. This is Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm, just I'm just um, kidding. So, yeah, he uh, he's also excited about the uh, murder on the Nile. Um and, and a big fan of Hercule Perot. He said that uh, clearly I, I'm right about that. Um, it is called Death on the Nile. Okay, yeah. Who wrote the Hercule, Hercule Poirot books, Jeff? Agatha Christie. such a fan. Ah, oh, damn. He, he said it in his message, so thank you. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. Thank you. You saved me. Uh, another one of my friends reached out and 
cast his vote for us naming our award show at the end of the years for the kiddos. So we do have. <laughs> All right, one that was vote. mine, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> In your face! <laughs> yeah. Is that it, Jeff? He also, I, I, I must not have been listening to this part because I don't understand it, but Brian, maybe you could follow along. He said, per Brian's favorite sports documentary, the Colts did not end up in the playoffs. So the show ended, I guess. That, I mean, that uh, just happened uh, you know, this weekend. Recent. So, yeah. you know, that's true. <laughs> it sucks. I wanted to see some playoff uh, hard knocks and we'll have to wait till next year, I guess. Yeah, maybe another shot. Do they already know what teams are lined up for next year? Do you know? Uh, they don't, they don't announce it this soon. I don't think, um, I don't know though. I mean, we still have a lot of off season, off season left before that comes in. Cool. Well, uh, was there any more Jeff? No, that was it. Okay. Uh, they also said I'm clearly the most enjoyable of the three and you should let me talk more, but that was, you know, that was just you. (laughs) You're the one that said that. (laughs) That was just unexpected. I just assumed you guys would know that from the beginning. Um, yeah, I don't disagree. I should let you talk more, but I'm incapable of doing so. I, I turned my book light on and I can't get it. To... <laughs> um, the most intelligent right, brother. Yeah, probably. All right. Well, thank you, uh, to Jeff's anonymous coworkers. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening and thank you for giving, that was like the first feedback we've had from fans besides that weird email that wanted to buy some paintings from us, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm still convinced was a fan who's just misguided. Um, but yeah, I do appreciate you guys getting uh, back to us on that. And uh, yeah, thank you. Otherwise, uh, what was your favorite Tom Cruise movie? Tell Jeff in person, please, <laughs> exclusively. <laughs> we do have an email address at uh, cleverkidspodcast at, at gmail.com. But don't respond to it. Just find Jeff in the street and hand him a weirdly handwritten note telling us your favorite Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> um, we are also on Clever Kids or at Clever Kids Pod on Instagram. Um, get in touch with us however you see fit. Uh, and tell a friend about us. Rate the show on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to it. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. I don't know what the topic is yet, but we'll. We'll figure it out when we'll you let do. us know when we we'll figure it out. If, if you want us to do an entire episode discussing the beauty that is War of the Worlds, just let us know. Just, just the the crowd will decide. You know what? Or your silence if, will also be taken as a yes. If enough people say that they want us to talk about it, I will rewatch that movie, and we can just review it as if it just came out. Because I'm willing to rewatch it, but I really did not. Like I was, it. I was, I literally selected it as Tom Cruise's best acting performance out of out of his films. That's nah, less gross. You man. did War of the Worlds. Travis yeah. I was going when we got to it. I th- figured we we're going to spend more time talking about it, but I thought you said Edge of Tomorrow. I said Edge of Tomorrow was my favorite film that Tom Cruise was in, but it was not his best acting performance. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs) Bye.